But my point is, is now everybody owns a dog. You're right. Multiple dogs. Multiple dogs. So what does that say about what we're, what do we need? Right. Because that will change your physiology. Why does everyone have a dog now? Before? Why does the, my neighbor above me in my apartment have three dogs? Then? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Primary Care. I'm your host, Dr. Hendricks. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. <laughs> Are you from Austin? No, we moved from Montana um, about four years ago now. We came right okay. before the weather, right before COVID. Nice. Yeah, I just got slammed. <laughs> right, the so you go one storm. after the other? Yeah, the snow. <laughs> like, we're going back to Montana. <laughs> My wife said it's going to snow in Texas. I said, you're kidding me. Crazy. No way. No way. Sure, shit. Are you, so you're from Montana? No, we're actually from California. Gotcha. We're from California, born and raised, both my wife and I. And then uh, nice. we moved to Montana when the kids were at that age to go experience mountains and water and really? pure air and pure water. For sure. And uh, we had a good time with that. Town was a little small, a little cold. Right. But um, I coach football up there and just good sports, good recreation. That's cool. Yeah, we, I've been to Montana. We went, I went uh, maybe five or six years ago, Glacier National. Yeah, that's right Park. where we were. My God. Incredible. Beautiful. Yeah, I tell people we move, and they're like, oh, why? It's beautiful. It is. Well, it's beautiful for about the Right, I was there in the, the summer. So. Yeah. You go in August, it's beautiful. You'll right. buy a house, you'll start dumping money into the economy, you'll do everything. And then it's February, and you're one, um, you'll buck, you get out. Right, for sure. Is there good skiing there? Fabulous skiing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I would uh, coach the doctors up there, the doctors would try to recruit doctors to be in that right. area. And that was their right. hardest thing, was getting a doctor to just stay in the area right because of that weather for sure i uh when you're a physician and your cv or resume gets anywhere they like recruiters just grab it like oh, crazy grab so it. i get i get texts all the time come to montana i mean i would love to oh, visit yeah. but i don't know if i want to live yeah. there yeah that's my that's my point <laughs> you know and doc's got a nice big home but i mean these doctors will plow a road for a half a mile in the morning before they go to work these are different kind of doctors. Right. These are, these are working docs, you know. <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that lifestyle, though. I think that's why people are draw, you know, drawn to that area, gravitated towards it. Even when I was there, you know, Glacier National Park, and we were able to go to the, the lake there. And I guess it's a lake. Is it a lake? Yeah. yeah and Glacier we were, National. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were able to um, paddleboard out there, which was crazy. Oh, McDonald's stunning. You see down the water, like 50, 100 feet. Yeah, yeah. Down. Is that real? If you do go out there, at least from my experience, we went out and paddleboard. We were the only people there paddleboarding, and that was already a red flag, but the wind was really strong. Oh, so yeah. So it will take you out. We were kind of freaking out, but we yeah. eventually got around. People my die every year in Montana. I'm it's sure. always the family from, you know, Arizona that wants to go whitewater rafting right. in May. <laughs> March, you know, and they just get just hammered. Jeez. And um, it's just, it's a, it, I always said that state will kill you. Yeah. The cold will kill you. The ice will kill you. You just got to be prepared. So you just got to keep your stuff wired all the time. You know, you just can't just be la, la, la. Right. Riding scooters all around town. For sure. You know, those things will kill you too, though. <laughs> honestly, those things will kill you. Speaking of which, Austin has a lot of scooters. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't, I think that's more dangerous than, For than sure. the ice. You will you not know? catch me on one of those scooters. I've never. And so since you've been here in Austin, have you seen it? Obviously, multiple things have happened that are, are really um, affecting where you live. Obviously, the ice, the snow, and COVID. Have you seen it change in these last four years? Pretty Well, that's, that's kind of what was interesting about uh, what my daughter and I were just talking about. is just the effects of COVID. I don't think we know the true effects of COVID right, yet. for sure. And I don't know how it's going to affect those kids. I know depression went up. 
mental abuse went up. I mean, thank God we kept the liquor stores open, right? Thank that God. was essential. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That was a whole nother thing. My wife and I, liquor stores, really? Hey. <laughs> you can't go sit down anywhere, but a liquor store, you right. get a handle jug real, real quick. You, you know? know, it's vital to the economy, I guess. <laughs> yes, people would have probably think about it. I mean, you know, we all pacify ourselves in some way, right? Yeah. So I think that is a, a co very common way to do it. You know, I actually didn't even realize how involved liquor and alcohol had been in my social life until I stopped drinking. Oh yeah. And realized that I just stopped drinking. It's, it's hard to, yeah. to spend time with friends because that was kind of the way we would all come together. Let's grab sure. drinks. It was always the first phrase, you know, sure. and then the first way to bring people together. Cause you know, food is quite a commitment. You got to sit down there and look yeah. at each other and talk. And talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas drinks, there's usually music playing, there's things yeah. you can bounce off of. And then the more drinks you get, the, the easier it is to communicate. It's relaxing. I think that, that, that decompress is just so relevant to people. For sure. And you've always been coaching. You mentioned you used to coach football and things coach like football. that. So were you training back then as well? How long have yeah. you been in this fitness space? I was certified in 1988. So it's National Academy of Sports Medicine. Yeah, a long <laughs> time ago. And uh, you know, uh, just a long time. But yeah. the, and when the industry when the industry started, you know, there were nothing but professionals in it. Professional or ex-NFL or right. Olympian this or whatever the case may be in, in the Bay Area anyway. So when I got into it, I was just Troy. And I had nothing. So I really started to put my focus into just developing a result. And... Right. Um, everybody's different. That's the whole thing. Everybody right. has a different need. And so sure. my objective is satisfying the needs. What do they need? Um, most people are hurt. You know, my knees hurt, my back hurts, right. my hips hurt. Uh, everything hurts, right? And uh, they don't want to feel that. Yeah. And then they think they should exercise nine days a week. They have no background to it, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so they, I guess, start them off and just, and just gradually work into that process. But... Um, so I'm seeing a lot of people in the last five years moving into social media to promote their brand as a trainer. And, you know, they create some great routines and stuff, but it doesn't s seem like they're really having any connection with people. It almost just seems almost like a, uh, a turnkey burn and churn, kind of like just get people to sign up, give them a routine and on to the next. And it kind of, in my opinion, has damaged what a trainer is and what they do. It's almost like tarnish their reputation in this very sense, much so you know i think so too it's it's really um decredited so to speak right Just took it right downhill for sure and so when uh you know when i when someone hires me it's like what who, what do you do what what is that it's just it's too much of um it's all of it yeah and that's what they're getting that's that's what they're getting with me um and uh and then you start working with someone and then you deliver the results and then they refer you to somebody that's how i've made business uh you know i'm 57 so i don't have social media that's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It's, it's not I don't something you right. need. I don't swipe left. Don't I still it. can't find out where my damn schedule is sometimes, you know, on those <laughs> yes, phones. I can't good. see my phone. That's good. That is, that is <laughs> exactly. good. This is kind of where I'm going with the whole thing, with the mental component of the whole thing. What are those yeah. phones doing to us? We're not smarter. No. I, so my partner and I, we took a, this summer, we said, we're done. I, I needed a, a full on break and we were off social media for six months. It was the most clear I've ever been in my life. Yeah. I never have had so much free time. Yeah. I've worked super hard and then had a bunch of free time to just be in the moment. And it was great. And then we decided to relaunch our business. And so um, I've been much more involved with social media. And there's definitely two versions of me. There's the one who's heavily involved, who... Yeah, you got a business too. I understand the capitalism yeah, of it. Sure, I understand exactly. the marketing aspect. It's of tough it. though. 
But it, has, it begs the question, is it healthy for a lot of individuals nowadays? We go back to kids and COVID and, you know, obviously we were spending a lot of our time on our devices during that, you know, uh, that phase where we weren't able to see our friends. And it became so second nature to a lot of kids, I think, just to have that as an extension of themselves. And yeah. it was already going to happen without COVID, but that just really smashed it even harder into, I think, their faces. And so that's another thing we'll see over time is what will this do to our our kids and right i mean if i was raised with an ipad oh i would have i would have gone nuts yeah same i needed to get outside <laughs> and, and swing a bat or throw a ball or ride a bike i needed to do something far right. more physically active if right. you stick me on an ipad i'm gonna go out of my mind i completely I, and, agree. and and that's what we give our kids now not not all of us but i mean it's just it begs questions what are we doing yeah, it's a, it's a pacifier for sure. Yeah. You know, even I have a younger brother. He's um, 11 or 12, 11, I think now. And um, he was adopted like the day I got into medical school. So obviously our ages are quite different. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we go to dinner with my family and the first thing is, here's the iPad. Yeah, you were out of the house. So they, yeah. yeah. And so he just like immediately into to this zone where we aren't even, he's not even really interacting with us. And these are the times that he's supposed to learn those skills, right? Like, yeah. how do you interact with people that you maybe don't see? I don't see him maybe three times a year. And so we don't even get that interaction because there's the iPad that's keeping him. Well, that's a iPad. distraction at dinner for my wife and I still. Yeah. We'll say, da 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 da. She'll, oh my God. I know it's right true though. Fun. It's just a quick distraction, <laughs> and that's that's where it is. It's yeah. they're all distractions, exactly. and so I, I call it a conscious, intentional thought. You know, you get somebody well uh, from a fitness aspect; they have to be conscious and intentional about what they're doing. That's just one aspect of it. Uh, just to be present in the workout, just right. to start understanding what you're doing to the body, absolutely, and um, educate them. And they have to believe that. You know, there's a uh, now, my daughter and I talk about this. I always wanted to write a book. The joke is, you know, who are they? What do they say? Right. You know, who are, you know so I'll tell someone that, I mean, I don't know how you feel on this one, but I don't believe in dairy at all. I think it's just crap. Yeah. Okay. I just, yeah. I just think it's crap. There's I all sorts so of data. You just said There's that. all sorts of data to back that up. Right. They'll go on the news and they'll start talking about, you know, dairy and da, da, da. And I mean, I mean, just on the news, what was it, two weeks ago? I mean, uh, high fructose corn syrup might be bad for you. Did you know that? <laughs> Maybe I mean, so. Some of a, you gotta be kidding me! Is someone waking up on yeah. on 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 March, you know, first and going? Oh, this is I did not know that's brand new information. <laughs> I mean, is it that far in the dark, or is it? Yeah, because you think it'd be pretty straightforward nowadays. Circling back to the dairy issue, we are just now starting to really cut that out. We've again, I think in my what works well for me with these changes I made in my lifestyle is little by little. Yeah. You know, right now we eat about 80% of our diet being fresh produce, the remaining being mostly lean meat. And then um, we have some dairy here and there, but that's kind of like the next thing to go. And so well, I'm not saying I've never had an ice cream. Before. Right. No, no, we will I'm still just, do. I'm just saying I'm not going to make it a part of my yes, diet and exactly. include it for some reason that exactly. I'm calling good for me. Right. You know, it's not good for you. Completely. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's going to hurt you if you don't have it for a while. It'll right. hurt. For sure. And it, it does. We have yeah. it now. <laughs> right now we are down to once a week. We love, we uh, yeah. are a big fan of an Italian sub, which we go to Firehouse Subs. It's like one of our favorite oh, things yeah. to do. But they load it up with cheese. Yeah. And uh, it's the one meal right now we still have once a week that has cheese in it. But the next day, oh, it hurts. it's painful. <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. The crazy thing is, though, is it's still sometimes worth it <laughs> well, so that's, and that's what and see that's what i call normal to a lot of people right. see that's right. a lot of people's exactly. normal exactly and so you take 25 pounds off somebody 30 pounds off somebody start getting them in shape they're like oh yeah that's a whole different normal or i wasn't hungry before now i know hungry like let's take something as far as uh, intermittent fasting yeah perfect example okay autophagy 
been around for how long? How, how long have they taught you that in medical? Of course they do. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's just sure. it's a system. Exactly, exactly. So, and um, no one is in that system. If the body doesn't understand that system, nothing will happen, period. Right. It's not cleaning itself. Right. And they act like it's new. It's not new. Bodybuilders known that forever. Right. You tell someone to skip a meal, oh, they'll freak out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not breakfast, lunch, and dinner, for God's sake. Yep. But people don't, the, the workload is the hard part for a lot of people. They can't understand the, the periodization of doing something for a small amount of time to deliver just a massive result for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you yep. lose 40 pounds at 40, you're not going to go into 50 heavy. No. If you did it the right way. Right. And if you understand what was done to get you there That's and it. how to keep it there. That's it. Yeah. You understand your, you should understand the human being. I mean, uh, you never see a, a heavy grasshopper, <laughs> heavy, you know, uh, 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 you know, a parrot or a, or a squirrel. Right. Squirrels eat what squirrels eat. Grasshoppers eat what grasshoppers eat. But yeah. we're eating a bunch of stuff right now that has been manufactured for us for cash. Right. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, sickness and illness is a, is a business. It's also wellness is a business too. So yeah. just be careful and conscious of where you're getting your wellness information and and do research, put that extra foot forward so you yeah. can make sure you're getting the information from the right place, from people who you can trust, who are similar to you. Um, because again, it, it becomes a big business, you know, yeah. and wellness really is becoming that. It is. And, and how many kids look at themselves at 18 and go, you know what, someday I'm going to be 90. <laughs> No one does that. <laughs> no one. <laughs> At 18, is, it's for lunch. You know? Yeah, That's right. all you care about. Exactly. Hey, folks, my podcast, Primary Care, is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code, Primary Care, for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. Um, but uh, no one has that... that, that aspiration, so to speak, to look at that life way out there and go, you know, I will be there. Yeah. And I want to be well, you know, uh, I want to, I want to, I want kids. I want grand. I don't know. It's a fantasy component, but odds are you will go. Yeah. And if you don't think about it, it'll get you somewhere. Yeah. I, I've always been kind of a big planner. That's, I think that's had, has helped me in my career and even education wise. Um, but you're right. I think you have to have some some routine and schedule set in. Like I think sports does really good for young people because it does create that sense of responsibility, that sense of dedication and commitment. That if you don't have that and you're just getting into your adulthood, you don't know where to go. You don't know how to plan for the future. Yeah, and life throws enough stuff at you too. <laughs> I mean, you can be as disciplined as you want. Life will kick you in the nuts at any given time, right? Exactly. So how do you deal with that? Right. And if you're in a chaos all the time and then life kicks you, it just gets more and more chaotic. And, and, and um, um, uh, you know, with, our, with children, you know, I want my kids to feel, yeah. feel something. You right. know, go through it, feel it. It hurts a little bit, but feel it. I don't want to protect them from everything. Right. And those painful experiences, like you mentioned, when your kids to feel something, that's how they build their character. That's how they build their strength for the next problem that will arise and will come no at some point, whether it's two months, two years, 20 years, you're going to have another problem. And you're going to need to find your way through it. And the strength that you built from your last problems is what's going to be propelling you forward in those. You know, That's the life experience that I'm talking about now. Practice. The, the life experience that I don't think a lot of the youth... Well, I, there's some good kids out there. Don't get me wrong. I sure. mean, I, I am getting older. You know you're getting older when you talk about kids. <laughs> you know, those damn hippies. <laughs> you look back now, the hippies were fine. Yeah. You know, the hippies were great. <laughs> they were ahead of the curve. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> you got some other, you got gonorrhea and syphilis out of that mix too. <laughs> Marijuana, big deal. You right. Know? I mean, nowadays, right. I mean, there's some, there's some crazy. I know stuff. they're getting really creative with the drugs out there. Yeah, and it's just, it's just. But again, again, what's really going on? There's you know, no people one. say, "How are you doing?" Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. You have no idea if that person's fine. No. You have no idea what's going on. And I think therein lies some of the disconnect. I, you know, I, I, I joke. I don't, I don't joke about this, but this is something that I've noticed over the years. When I was a kid, living in apartments and running around doing things, no one seemed to own a dog. Yeah. Right? I, I do now, I'm a hundred. Like... I'm a hundred. I say 57, <laughs> but I'm a hundred. But my point is, is now everybody owns a dog. You're right. Multiple dogs. Multiple dogs. So what does that say about what we're, what do we need? Right. Because that will change your physiology. Absolutely. That's another stress reliever. Absolutely. Oh, hi, baby. Hi, puppy, puppy. You know, and you get calm. Yeah. It's a loving thing. It's, it's very fun. And, um, but it just, it, it, why, why does everyone have a dog now? Before? Why does the, my neighbor above me in my apartment have three dogs that, <laughs> that runs across the hardwood floor every day? Yeah, exactly. Chasing, <laughs> chasing bowling balls. Damn. <laughs> I know. It's driving us crazy, but you know, I just, like you mentioned, I said, this is helping them. It's a dog. Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> Yeah, just let it go. But, that, but you're right. I, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I've, I've it's definitely in the pandemic. Everyone talked about how all the the pounds were like yeah. re- cleaned out because everyone yeah. was going in and. Getting I think there's animals. a lot to give. I think people want to give. Yeah. It's just it's just a, I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's intriguing it's to me and definitely interesting. And the the fascination beyond the body now. The body is uh, brilliant and magnificent. Don't get me wrong. It's it's amazing at what it can do. But what's intriguing to me is how the mind can be just, you can be new every day. You yeah. can, you can uh, think yourself well. You can think yourself happy. Um, and I say that in a, kind of a blank sure. statement. Right, right, but right, right. My point is, is that uh, uh, the thought process of thinking yourself out of situations, I don't think we're thinking as hard anymore. Uh, yeah. People don't like thinking it's hard, <laughs> you know. And then we stuff calculus on our eighth graders. That's a whole right. other issue. Oh yeah, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> I mean, I'd smoke pot in the eighth grade too if I had to take calculus. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Why wouldn't you check out? I mean, it's horrible. But it is. but again, there's all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of things right there. The way we raising our kids and all that other stuff. What For we're sure. putting on them uh, in in school. Straight A's of this and that. You study this, you know. And, then we send them off to college, and I mean, you just drink like a fish because <laughs> you're finally while your brain's grown <laughs> and wonder why you you know yeah it's so hard I know, and that's what I think the important thing is of a podcast: keep asking questions, keep yeah. talking, give people something to think about. You know, we're I I am even as a physician, I never like to label myself as an expert of anything. I'm always learning, right? And, always. and it's always creating a conversation. And so when people hear this or listen to this, you know, I don't think either of us are trying to say, this is the right way to do things, yeah. or you got it. Yeah, just, the world was flat oh, at one right. time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? It changes, but just, science is science and, and uh, with our bodies, so right. to speak. I mean, there are cycles and there are systems. And, yeah. you know, we know that now. There, That's proven. That's, that's, yes. that's, uh, that's dialed in data. Yeah. We know that. It's the mind that is just intriguing on how to affect the body to me, that which is fun. You know, it, something else I was just thinking about was, uh, you know, I watched, like, do you ever order Uber Eats or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Not as much anymore. In the, 90s, in the 90s when that came out, which you probably don't remember, but they tried curbside. Huh. They tried delivering groceries. They right. tried showing up delivering groceries. They tried delivering food. People were like, Pfft. I'm not that freaking lazy. <laughs> and now, right after the pandemic, I know here to stay. I know. So watching that, yeah, that was interesting. Are yeah. people 
are, are they lazy or are we that much more busy? You know, there's relevance there. It's a good question sure. to ask, but and definitely people are busier. There's a lot of people that are starting side hustles, like I mentioned, more than ever now, and all these things. But is that where their time should be spent, making money to buy the Uber Eats? Well, of just I saw a lady in her station wagon <laughs> oh, shopping <laughs> at the HEB with the lid open in the back, and I asked her, "I go, what are you doing?" She go, I, I go, I asked her, I said, do you use the curbside? Because I'll talk to people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, she'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping right now. Well, she's there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's 20, 30, 40 calories that, you know. Yep, yep. Okay. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. That's for just sure. interesting. But it's that's an interesting dialogue. It's common sense. It's using that again. It's yeah. forgetting to use the what, what yeah. I can be doing. Or you can order food at midnight. No. Yeah. You can, or someone's going to pick it up for you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, that's just I, I, I don't know that's just it's, it's it interesting is. to me we'll yeah. see it evolve it's continuing yeah. to push that way yeah my dad made me ride to the store go get food on the bicycle <laughs> kind of thing I burn a thousand calories I used to love that food. though I, I yeah. so when I was a kid I, 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 there was nothing more adult to me than getting on my bike and with, going like, and with get five dollars and like either going to the little ice cream place up candy, there or yeah. the gas station to get candy and buying that oh yeah it felt great kid, I was like I am so grown oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. You put a card in those spokes too. Now you're not yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> now you got an engine on your on your bike. Oh yeah, exactly. Getting but mobile. This is such a. It's interesting because when I get home, I'm like exhausted from from just talking for an hour. But it's so worth it. It's like uh, it's almost like I worked it worked out just because it feeds me. Yeah. I really enjoy connecting yeah. people. So you're doing what you're doing, what you love doing. I'm doing what I love. That's exactly. completely. And I could just call that passion for sure. You know, and some people have passion. God bless them for behind that screen. Yeah. God bless them. <laughs> that would drive me nuts. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But th th there's passion in it. Yeah. And that's my point. Is all you have to do is find your passion. Just exactly. roll with it. Just go with it, and it might change. For sure. You know, my kid wanted to play the drums for a little while. That was a tough year. <laughs> a little shit can play drums, but, you know, get rid of those things. Right. Get rid of them, but he can play them. Yeah. You know, but hey. that was a passion for a little while. You got to let that go. That creative side just roll. Yeah. And then on to something else. For sure. Cool. Fun time, man. Yes, thank you so sure. much. Yeah, you Absolutely. bet. Add us on Instagram at Primary Care Pod. Catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Primary Care Pod.